Good morning, Brother Tony. We are live. Good morning, Jason. Uh, it's good to be back. I tell you, we've had a uh, a lot going on with uh, Christmas holidays, and I was sick a week, and you took care of things here and did a great job, and I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, uh, glad to be back. Glad you're back. Though. Well, I'm I'm glad to be back. We welcome you today uh, to the Beulah Bible Broadcast. We appreciate. Uh, all of our regular listeners joining us each week right here on 93.5 WBSA, as well as Facebook and our YouTube channel. And by the way, in 2022, oh, we exceeded 100 subscribers in YouTube. That's awesome. That's amazing. That's, That's incredible. Yes, yeah. it is. And so we encourage you, like and subscribe. That helps us to get the gospel out. It helps us to get the uh, the good word of Jesus Christ out. And, and uh, we appreciate all of you subscribers on YouTube and all of you that watch us on Facebook and all of you, of course, that tune us in on uh, 93.5 WBSA every Monday morning at 1035. We appreciate Chris and our partnership with the radio station and the whole staff there and the good work they do at WBSA. He just messaged me and said, it sounds great on the air, and he's glad to hear your voice. Well, I, I, I appreciate that, Chris. I sure do, brother. Um, we welcome you new listeners. If you are a new listener today, we welcome you to the program. And, and again, like and subscribe and uh, or join us every week on the radio there. And uh, uh, have your Bible handy. We spend a little time in prayer. We get into some Bible study. And, uh, boy, we got some interesting stuff to talk about today. We've I, I, I told Jason this morning we just don't have enough time. Uh, but uh, That's the best thing about radio, though, we can blade it over if we need to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can catch it well, next week. Yeah, we catch it next week. Right, that's right, that's right. Um, but anyway, we welcome you. We encourage you to go to our website. Jason's doing a great job of keeping it up to date. Go to www.beulahbaptistboaz.com. That's B-E-U-L-A-H-B-A-P-T-I-S-T-B-O-A-Z.com. You'll see that on your screen if you're watching us live. And we would uh, encourage you to come check us out. Check us out uh, all around what's going on here at Beulah. And uh, uh, make a contact with us, you know, email us there. We'll be glad to uh, answer any questions you might have. But we do appreciate you uh, if you're a new listener today. We have had a great Christmas holiday, hadn't we, Jason? Yes, we have. I'm telling you, we it had a uh, great time. Yeah, we uh, the the church choir did an awesome job with a Christmas cantata earlier in the month of December. Then we went caroling. Uh, invited the whole, uh, it was church-wide uh, yeah. youth. We had some children this year, which was awesome. Visited a lot of homes, went into the nursing home there at Crossville, and had a, a great time ministering <laughs> to our shut-ins and our uh, homebound. Then we had, I didn't know how many we'd have with all the cold weather turn out mm -hmm. for the candlelight service, but the house was packed. Oh, we it had, was. We had a great, great turnout for that, and then a great turnout for the. That's a beautiful service. Uh, it's your first candlelight. Yeah, service. first candlelight. It, it was. Beautiful. It was neat. It, it was. It, it's always right. a special time. Just an informal gathering of emphasizing what Christmas is all about, and and uh, we uh, just had a great time. Christmas Eve and then Christmas Day, I was really blessed by how many showed up for our Christmas Day communion service. Oh, yeah. We had a, a house full of that day. We had a good, a good crowd that day, and uh, it was a very, very, uh, very, very good service, and we appreciate everybody being here for that. Uh, we had great attendance yesterday. I had some say, you're not going to have anybody show up on January 1st. They're going to stay up and party all night long the night before. That's Did you stay up till midnight? 
I actually did. You I did? Stayed, I stayed did up to midnight, but my, my the rest of my family was out by 8.30 or 9. I, I, I didn't stay up. I went to bed kind of early uh, between 9.30 and 10, but I got awakened by what sounded like Boaz and Avril at war with each other. So. <laughs> I live in Boaz, and, and it was just like cannon fire going off all around the house. I, the, the fireworks, it was incredible. But uh, but we had a great day yesterday. And the 9 a.m. contemporary service, we had great attendance yeah. and had one join the church. Yes. And then we had a good Sunday school hour, had good attendance for Sunday school. And then we had great attendance for the 11 a.m. traditional service and one joined the church. church. That's right. And we had several visitors in in both services, which was just awesome. Awesome way to get the new year started by being in church. And I just commend everybody for being there yesterday. And uh, this week we get back to normal. Uh, All the ministries Wednesday night are back on. Back on. Yep. The five o'clock meal, choir practice, I believe. Uh, Carl sent me a message sometime yesterday, but I, I hadn't. On, on, on Hee Haw back years ago when I was growing up, they would say, Hey, Grandpa, what's for supper? <laughs> so my question to you, Jason, is Hey, Jason, what's for supper Wednesday night? Hey, this is for supper Wednesday night. We're going to have ham and chicken fingers, pinto beans, mashed potatoes, and cornbread. And we're going to have chocolate cobbler for dessert. Man, that sounds good. Uh, you need to show up Wednesday night for a fellowship meal, and then we'll have adult Bible study. We're in the book of Ephesians. Encourage you to come for that. Mm-hmm. Our youth group will meet. They'll have their Bible study and different activities. And then, of course, our Trail Life Troop for boys and our American Heritage Troop for girls, which we're excited about. This will be our third year, and yeah. we're excited about those troops, helping train up young boys to be godly men and uh, young girls to be godly women. And then our Cubby Bear program for our preschoolers. So uh, we uh, we got it all going on this Wednesday night. We encourage you to come. 5 o'clock for the meal, 6 o'clock for the uh, activities, Wednesday night activities. Let me remind you again, on Sunday, uh, you can join us online, and you can find those links on our uh, uh Website. That's exactly right. Thank you. You yeah. On I our got website you. there. Yeah. And Jason's doing a great job with that. But we encourage you to to come because the best way to experience Beulah is in person. Is in person to be here. And so nine AM for the contemporary service. That's in the Family Life Center on yes. the back side of the campus. Brother Jason's doing a great job leading our worship over there. 10 a.m. for Sunday school, which is uh, all primarily in the education building. And then 11 a.m. for the traditional service in the sanctuary. Uh, you come and, and join us. Uh, let's dive into our prayer time. we got a lot of Bible study today we want to get to. Uh, we got a lot of folks that are sick, and we want to lift them up in prayer as well as lift up your needs there at home. So we ask if you would. Uh, to just bow with us there and uh, join us uh, in our time of uh, seeking uh, the Lord's face and his help in time of need and his guidance and direction for this new year. Would you pray with us? Father in heaven, thank you uh, for such a a great Christmas holiday season and uh, the services that you blessed us with with your holy presence. Lord, we felt you in each and every service. Mm -hmm. And now, Lord, as we enter into this new year, we give our hearts and lives to you and pray that we would submit completely and totally to your will. We pray that your will would be done in us as individual believers, but collectively 
through our church here at Beulah, and not just here at Beulah, but our sister churches that are standing on the truth of the gospel and your word, proclaiming your truth in a sin-dark world uh, that needs to hear the hope that can only be found in Christ. We pray, Lord, for our listeners' needs today. There are many that are dealing with health issues and some with uh, addiction issues and some with family issues and finance issues. And Lord, you can grant uh, uh, their needs according to your grace, and we pray that you would. We pray for little Nola J. Burns, who has been diagnosed with COVID. We pray your blessings upon her and your healing. We pray for Farron Gary, who's just been diagnosed with COVID, that you would grant grace and healing to him. We pray for Bobby Doyle, who's still taking his treatments for cancer, and that you just grant uh, grace, anoint those treatments to his body. And, and Lord, we uh, pray for his healing. We pray, Lord, for Trillis Causey's healing as well as she's fighting cancer and and the upcoming surgery she's going to be having. Uh, We pray for uh, Junior Walraven, that she would grant grace there, had a recent stroke, and we just lift uh, him and Sister Lucy up to you, that you just grant grace and time of need there. We also continue to pray for Bill and Janet Coleman, and thank you for the progress made as they're in rehab and hopefully be back home soon. We pray, Lord, for Hilda Lacey, Dot White, Mary Wells, Maureen Sanders, Maybell Sanders, and all of our shut-ins and widows. And Lord, just grant the grace and help they stand in need of each day. We continue to pray for David and Ruby Webb, their help needs. And Arvel and Pat Hamby, please grant grace uh, and help in time of need to them as well. Lord, we pray for the... Uh, partnership with uh, Kim Page Ministry in Honduras for the new church that started down there and the good work that we hear with the new pastor that's on the field, the souls that are being saved. And we pray for our mission team as they're making preparation to go in March. We pray for uh, this new year campaign uh, that you have guided us to and that we expounded on yesterday and we'll Uh, speak about from your word today. Help us, Lord, to live this out in a way that uh, we would accomplish your your will for our lives, that we would be the Christians you would have us to be uh, in these times that we live. Uh, Lord, we pray for the uh, prospects that were here yesterday, those who need to make decisions to be saved. For those who came forward, we thank you for the decision to join the church, but we know there's many around us that need uh, to be born again, born into the family of God. And we pray, Lord, we'd be faithful to reach out to them with the good news of the gospel, that your will be done in their hearts and lives. Now bless again all the listeners today and grant them uh, grace uh, on this day as we begin this new year. We love you and praise you. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege you've given us to be a part of your holy work and to be a part of your holy family. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, Yesterday, uh, beginning a new year, one of my favorite things to do is kind of do a year in review. And I did this yesterday, but I want to do it uh, uh, quickly today uh, on on our broadcast. Uh, It's just a a way of looking back and seeing what God has done and then seeing where uh, God has us presently and then where God wants us to go. Last year, uh, we began planning in January for the 140th anniversary of this church and how awesome the history of this church is. And we could spend the rest of the broadcast talking about that. And we did so this past year a lot on this broadcast. And that was an emphasis this past year, what God has done to bring us to where we are and how blessed we are to have those that have blazed the trail before us. Uh, 
Also in January, the ladies had a Mama Bear Bible study going, which was awesome. Heard so many good things that came out of that Bible study. In February, we had our annual knife show. We're going to be having the knife show again yeah, this year. February 3rd and 4th. That's right. February 3rd and 4th. So we encourage you to come be a part of that. That is a fundraiser for our uh, Trail Life USA Troop for Boys and American Heritage Troop for Girls. Last year, we raised right at $1,000 for the troops and for That's their great. activities. So uh, you come and support the knife show. Uh, we had... VBS planning. Uh, we planned two revivals last year, and, and uh, the Lord blessed us with being able to execute both of those revivals and, and carry them out. We had some trail life training. Uh, Don Sanders went home to be with the Lord, and uh, we had a great hymn book singing. Uh, in March, uh, we had the youth went on their trip to Winterfest in Birmingham. Uh, uh, we had a Community Evangelistic Blitz planning meeting where 10 churches came together to discuss uh, blitzing the community with the gospel. Uh, then we had three more that went home to be with the Lord. And, and some say, well, why are you mentioning that? Uh, that's kind of sad to think about. But it, it to me, as I shared yesterday, that's our goal. Our end goal is to uh, enter into the glories of heaven and the beautiful place that God has created for each of us. And, th and they were promoted up. Uh, it's uh, it's not uh, a, a sad thing. It's a celebration of a home going. Now we miss them. There's no question about that, and we remember them. And and uh, but we we follow behind them, and uh, it should help us to understand we need to live our lives without fear of death because we know where we're headed. Uh, so in March, Richard Bowers went home to be with the Lord. Margie Thrash went home to be with the Lord, and Marjorie Jones went home to be with the Lord. Uh, three faithful servants that uh, we certainly miss, but we know they're enjoying the joys of heaven. And what a great year they're going to be having this year. They're in eternity now. They no longer count time like we do. In April, we had our spring revival. Chuck Knight did a marvelous job. He's the pastor at uh, First Baptist Douglas, and if you're in that area, let me encourage you to attend his church. They've got a great church out at uh, First Baptist Douglas. And then we had deliverance testimonies every night, deliverance from sin and, and addiction and different things that was just uh, powerful. And uh, we had decisions every night. What an awesome revival it was. Uh, the American Heritage Girls did the Daughter of the King Princess Tea Party, which was awesome. Uh, we had our Easter services. We had a great Good Friday outdoor sunset service, then a sunrise service Easter Sunday morning, and then our Easter celebration service. Uh, just a great, great time. And during that time, Luke Daniel came and shared about what was taking place in Israel as he's working over there now and going to be there for a few years. So it was good to have Trillis's brother to come and share about what was taking place there. Uh, around Easter, that was just so, so awesome how God blessed us. VBS training took place. Uh, the evangelistic blitz took place. Four churches participated, and we visited in over 250 homes. Uh, we saw fruit from that as some have joined the church and been saved from that visitation. Uh, Trail Life and AHG planted a garden. And uh, I tell you, I didn't know how that would go. They, they did a good job planting. And they did a good job harvesting where they got some improvement is hoeing out the weeds. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I believe I that's true. I think that's true of everybody. I think that's well. true of our lives. And I think it's true <laughs> if you grow a garden. I, I, I personally don't like hoeing. But, you know, there's a sermon right there, a sermon illustration in hoeing out the weeds 
in, in life. Um, Lynn Reagan went home to be with the Lord. Doc Fuller went home to be with the Lord. And uh, <laughs> Jeff Walker uh, stepped down as our worship leader. Uh, he felt called of God to get more involved in his Celebrate Recovery ministry, and we just love and appreciate Jeff yeah. Walker and Beverly. We miss them. They do a but great we, job in the Celebrate Recovery. But we know that they're serving. And right now they're serving in about, what, four other churches, I think. And, yeah. And, and helping them. So uh, he stepped down and we were wondering what was God's plans? Well, I guess that was he's sitting right here next to me. But anyway, we'll get to that in a minute. Mary Sinarez was baptized in May. Dylan and Maggie got married. Uh, we recognized our 2022 graduates. We had our first interview with this guy over here. First time I'd ever met Jason. And uh, I tell you what, uh, God just works in, in marvelous and wonderful ways. Uh, but uh, Albertville United Youth event took place here. We had over 150 youth on campus, and it was awesome. The Joy Club took a trip to the Music <laughs> Hall of Fame in Tuscumbia. We had our yard sale that raised money for the mission trip to Montana, raised over $2,000 for that mission trip. And then the personnel committee met with Jason McCullers. They must have liked you. I was nervous that first meeting. I'll bet you were. Uh, you know, you didn't seem too nervous, but uh, that was a good meeting. I remember that day. I believe that was on yard sale day. I think we had the yard sale, and then we met yeah. with you that afternoon. That afternoon. In June, we had our Destination Dig a Bible School. It was so good to have a traditional Bible school. We'd done non-traditional past couple of years due to covid uh, and and it's good to be back on a, a, a weekly scheduled Bible school. And then to have Chet Roden come, who's a bibli biblical archaeologist in our uh, community now, a, a, a professor from uh, Liberty University. Uh, let me recommend Chet to your church. If you're listening, if you've not had Chet to come speak about his uh, archaeological work in Israel, he has done several digs. It's incredible. He came and did that. That was the theme for our Bible school. It was awesome. We had decisions that week and a wonderful week, and, and Chet was an awesome speaker. He's the pastor at Bel Air Baptist Church, uh, by the way. And many of you know Chet from the radio station. I like that song that he has written. If you've not heard it, uh, Penitentiary Holler. Uh, Chet, <laughs> have you heard that song? There is my phone going on. Somebody wanting to sell me some uh, um, extended warranty on my car, I think, probably. So let me make sure I've got that turned off. We're going to go off again. But we appreciate Brother Chet. We had our deacon elections, and we actually presented Brother Jason as the associate pastor of uh, uh, contemporary worship and outreach and evangelism and uh, unanimous call. That's unusual. Yeah. But you, uh, you received a unanimous call. I was happy about that. Yeah. Uh, their trail life and American Heritage Girls Troops, they went to the Creation Museum and the Ark. You ever been to the Creation Museum and no. the Ark? We're going to plan another trip. you got to go. Yeah. It's it's We've... awesome. I, and we may plan another one this year. I, I was going to do it every two years, but we, 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 we may do another trip this year. Yeah, I mean, we can talk about going on the next one, definitely. Oh, yeah. You, you, it's, it's incredible. It is incredible. Um. Well, we mentioned Mary Sinarez was baptized in, uh, let's see, um, the previous month. And then here we have M Monroe Fox, Declan Turner, uh, 
Patrick Smedley was baptized. That is awesome uh, that we had those baptisms. Um, and then we went into July. Um, that's when Jason actually started. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went to, and, and you hit the ground running because I had to leave and go to the Blackfeet Indian Reservation. And we spent a week up there uh, working with the, the uh, children's camp uh, for the Indian Indian kids. So it was awesome. We had an awesome week up there. We started a new nursery ministry for the contemporary service at a golf tournament. Uh, Jack Garrett went home to, to be with the Lord. And we didn't mention Buddy Hilliard went home to be with the Lord, I think. Uh, and Hilda Lacey celebrated her 101st birthday. She is the oldest member here at Beulah, and she's still an amazing lady. We sang carols yes, to her. Daniel Relaford was baptized. We I see now the Lord's blessing us with baptisms, and we're um, uh, stirring the baptismal waters. The youth had their back-to-school party in August. We had Brother David Cofield come, Sister Roxanne. We recognized them during the week because they were former uh, Lee here at Beulah, David pastored here at Beulah in the in the early 80s. In fact, when the church celebrated the 100th anniversary, so 40 years mm-hmm. later, he was back, preached an awesome revival. There's somebody else yes, I highly recommend did. to get to preach a revival. And if you're in the Rainsville area and you've joined us, Rainsville, church, Rainsville First Baptist Church is a great church, and I encourage you to uh, to visit there and uh we had uh, Sunday school emphasis, and and our Sunday school increased uh, as we cleaned up some rooms and renovated some rooms and started two new classes. Um, Paisley Peak was baptized outside for our Sunday school uh, fun day, and I, that was a great thing to do because all the early mm-hmm. baptisms of the church were outdoors, and, and now we had an outdoor baptism with our portable baptistry right. out in the parking lot, people passing by. What's going on? I ringing think they're the bell. And, and ringing the bell. It was an awesome day. <laughs> September, the Wednesday night meal started. Finally got them started after the, the pandemic, uh, and uh, Priscilla Carroll went home to, the, to be with the Lord, and Daniel Relaford went home to be with the Lord, and uh, uh, we miss them, and and it it grieves us to be separated, but we know where they are, and they're enjoying the joys of heaven. October, uh, we had the uh, awards night for the AHG girls troop and the Trail Life boys troop, had a great crowd, and had the critter men here, and monkeys running everywhere. Mm -hmm. It was a great night. They took a trip to Chickamauga Battlefield, uh, the Joy Club went to the Chattanooga Riverboat. We had our fall festival, which was, uh, the packed. Place was packed, covered up with people. It was awesome. November, we had our Lottie Moon Soup Supper, our fruit baskets for shut-ins, Operation Christmas Child Packing Party, and I think it was, what, 121 boxes? 121 boxes. 121 boxes that we sent. Directly to Honduras. Right. Kim. And we got word they got them. We haven't got the pictures yet. But they they shared those with the kids uh, for Christmas, and uh, that was a way we uh, were we were able to be a blessing to them. Uh, we appreciate everybody that participated in that. We I think we sent out thirty nine fruit baskets to shut ins and families yeah. in the area. Thirty nine somewhere. Paisley Crawford, Bree Strachner, Brenda Relaford, Chris Smith, Josh Smith, and Ann Smith were baptized. It's just building momentum, and then in December. Uh, the Trail Life and AHG troops marched in the 
Christmas parade actually rode in the float and shoveled out candy, I think. It was awesome to promote our troops. Uh, the Joy Club went to the Galaxy of Lights. Uh, we dedicated two new babies, Adelie yeah. Faye King and Brenton Michael Collins. As we already mentioned, we did our Christmas caroling, our Christmas Eve candlelight, Christmas Day communion service, our Christmas cantata. Bobby and Janae got married. Yes, Janae joined the church yeah. yesterday, yesterday, which is awesome. Eli Fry went home to be with the Lord. And uh, we had a total of 12 baptisms last year, and eight joined the church, which was just awesome. Mm-hmm. So that's that year in review. And uh, we actually started something new yesterday that I'm going to get to. We've been talking about the sovereignty of God And when you look back at the history of Beulah and the 140th anniversary that we have celebrated this past year, you can see the sovereignty of God in that and how God in his um, power and mercy and might has brought us to where we are today because he has a purpose, a reason for our being, a reason for uh, our church Beulah to be here as well as our sister churches and, and a reason for us to participate in his holy work as individuals. What a privilege it is that we have the opportunity to be a part of, of his holy work and to be a part of his holy family. Now, in talking about the sovereignty of God, you talk about the doctrine of election. And I know that's controversial, but it's in the scriptures, in some scripture we'll read today. You talk about the doctrine of grace. We are saved by grace through faith. The scripture says that. What does that mean? We talk about the doctrine of holiness and sanctification, living a holy and righteous life. And sometimes that seems to come into conflict or tension with the doctrine of grace. And we've talked about that some. We talked about the doctrine of eternal security and those uh, different denominations that believe that you can lose your salvation. We're going to get back into that. We uh, we want to look at what the Scripture says about these doctrines. And I was closing out last time when we were discussing that with these uh, doctrines here in the, uh, let's see if I can find the right page. Here it is. Now, this is the history of Methodism, and and, it, you, and I've shared this before. I, I love history, and we're going to talk about some history today because we look we can look back and we, we can learn so much from history. Uh, this book, uh, copyright 1879, okay? It's an old book, but one well worth reading. And and I have learned, I just really fell in love with with John Wesley, Charles Wesley, and the the Methodist movement and the power of it as they began to start churches throughout the area, and they started a church here that we've talked about, the uh, Chestnut Grove uh, Methodist Church. But John Wesley was uh, uh, firmly on the side of uh, uh, Armenianism, which believes that you can lose your salvation uh, and, and that you... You must maintain your, uh, even though he he talks about uh, 
grace and salvation by grace, and he firmly believes that. He, he believes that you, to keep your salvation, you, you, you better be doing uh, the Lord's work. Uh, let me just read what he says here and, and give you his words so that you can understand better uh, what he said. And, and, and the, well, I'll, I'll get to what I, where some places I disagree with him, but some places I really do agree with him. Um, Wesley then proceeds to state the objections to such a doctrine, the doctrine of Calvinism, eternal security, that sort of thing. Uh, it renders all preaching vain, he says, for preaching is needless to them that are elected. So he's against the doctrine of election uh, to the point where if if we believe that we're elect, then there's no need for us to worry about uh evangelism or outreach and, and that is certainly not the case I, I and 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 he he has a misunderstanding of the doctrine of election I believe but but I understand what he's saying and I I, I believe as he does we need to be uh, sharing the gospel and that's what he was all about for they for they whether with or without will infallibly be saved is what he said about that in the doctrine of election, no matter what happens. And and that's what he said some were teaching, and I believe some were. That's a, an extreme doctrine that I, I certainly don't agree with. And it is useless to them that are not elected, for they, whether with preaching or without, will infallibly be damned. So there's some that are predestined to hell, some that are predestined to heaven, and, and that's a controversial doctrine. And again, we want to go to God's Word and see what God's Word says. It directly tends to destroy uh, that holiness, which is the end of all the ordinance of God, for it wholly takes away the first motives to follow after holiness, so frequently proposed in Scripture, the hope of future reward and the fear of punishment, the hope of heaven and the fear of hell. And, and he's right about that if you take an extreme view of Calvinism, uh, which is wrong. An extreme view of Calvinism says, I got my ticket punched. I've been saved by grace. It don't matter what I do. I can live any way I want to live. That is so wrong. Read the end of Romans chapter 5 and the first of Romans chapter 6. Uh, uh, but it, it is so important that we live a holy life. I remember uh, um, what, well, let's see. Uh, I'm trying to think of somebody's name. Maybe it'll come to me in a minute, but when it does, I'll, I'll I'll come back to that. It directly tends to destroy several particular branches of holiness for it, it it naturally tends to inspire or increase a sharpness of temper, which is quite contrary to the meekness of Christ and leads a man to treat with contempt or coldness those whom he supposes to be outcasts from God. And, you know, this is something I found true. And I think you mentioned this one day, Jason, that that in this debate between Calvinism and Arminianism or between grace and works, sometimes you'll find people that become very angry, you know. Oh, yeah. You run into that where they just, and I don't understand that. Anger is not going to help to to bridge the gap between no. the two. To, uh, we're going to lose sight of the gospel and what we're called uh, uh, to do, you know, is to right. share the truth. Yeah, I mean whether you whether you are extreme Calvinist or whether you're extreme Armenianism, the fact the fact is is that God saved you through grace, mm -hmm. saved you from uh, saved you from going to hell, where you were just going because of Adam's original sin, which affected all of us, and we're all headed down that path. 
that God saved us through grace, saved us from going to hell, but he saved us to mm-hmm. good works, as his word says. He saves us to that. There's, I think there's so many people, and I'm, I mentioned that this morning and just talking with before we started the show, but <clears throat> so many people focus. I think so many people focus on what God saves them from, mm-hmm. and they use that as an excuse to live the way they want to live. Mm-hmm. Whereas they don't focus on what God has saved them to. Exactly, and that that's where I want us to kind of wind up today. And 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 and, and I, I'm watching the clock here, so we make sure that we uh, that we get there. But we find without reading the rest of of what uh, I understand where Wesley's coming from. He almost denies the doctrine of election, and you can't deny the doctrine of election because the Bible teaches it. And speaks of it specifically in the using book of the Ephesians. Very, yeah, and using the very word in Ephesians, and even in the the passage yeah. that we're going to look at today when we get to it, uh, and 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 in the Methodist Church there was debate within it and disagreement because uh, George Whitfield believed in Calvinism and believed in eternal security, and and believed in the doctrine of grace that we're saved by grace through faith. In Christ alone, there's no works involved in our salvation. And and this is what he had to say uh, concerning uh, Wesley's um, beliefs about the doctrine of election. Mr. Whitfield returned a second time from America, perceiving that the theological gulf between himself and his former friends was now impassable. He began to open his mouth against them in reply to Mr. Wesley's sermon. He says, I frankly acknowledge I believe the doctrine of reprobation in this view that God intends to give saving grace through Jesus Christ only to a certain number and the rest of mankind after the fall of Adam. Being justly left of God to continue in sin will at last suffer the eternal death which is its proper wages. Now, he and Jonathan Edwards believe the same way. And when I read that, I know that's offensive to many, and and it it somewhat offends me the way he words that. That's not the way I would word it. Uh, Let me go on. Nevertheless, he argues that preachers of the gospel are bound to preach promiscuously to all since they cannot possibly know who are the elect and who are the reprobate, and he defends the justice which dooms millions of unborn sinners to everlasting burnings by showing that this uh, was the fate which all mankind had justly incurred by reason of the sin of Adam, and that instead of being an act of injustice on the part of God to destroy the many, it was an act of special grace on his part to save the few. The Bible statement that the Lord is loving to every man in his mercy is over all his works, Whitfield explains by showing that this refers to his general and not his saving mercy. And he goes on to deny the doctrine of, of universal redemption as set forth by Wesley, declaring it to be the highest reproach upon the dignity of the Son of God, challenging Wesley to make good the assertion that Christ died for them that perish on the ground, that if all were universally redeemed, it would follow that all must finally be saved. And see, that's where the doctrine of of uh, the doctrine of Arminianism, as it's often called, because Arminius articulated the doctrine that you can lose your salvation, that works is a part of your salvation once you've been saved, and and it it lends itself to uh, that everybody will you you can go in the direction where uh, universalism, where everybody can be saved. 
Um, so I know I said a lot there, and I know I read a lot that can be confusing. Let's let's try to pull this together where we understand what the Bible says. Well, let me bring up some other denominations in in studying the history of of the Beulah community and studying the Methodist churches that have started in this area. And I was unaware, but found out in the research that a church of Christ was also started in Beulah community. Um, and most people around here didn't know that. Um, we know about blessing church of Christ and I researched the, uh, history of blessing, got together with some of their members, had a great meeting with, uh, Marty Black, and uh, talk with him about their history out there. And, you know, sometimes it's hard for Baptists to fellowship with Church of Christ because there's quite a a difference in doctrine. In the past, there's been an animosity between the two. But I have a greater understanding and appreciation for Church of Christ. Uh, And and they preach the gospel, but their their doctrine leans toward... uh, Works maintains your salvation, and you can lose your salvation. Um, and and there's the church that started here was in 1889. Liberty Church started in this community as an offshoot, I think, of probably blessing based on the people that were involved in it. And then later on, I think 15 or 20 years or so later, they purchased property in town, and it it uh, wound up being the uh, North Broad. North yeah, Broad Street. North Broad Street Church of Christ, which is a great church. You know, they they uh, they're a strong uh, church that faithfully preaches the gospel. Although we differ in our doctrines, uh, they they preach uh, a little bit different doctrine as far as emphasizing what say the Book of James says that we uh, that we need to uh, uh, live out our faith. Okay, well. Oh my, here we have come again <laughs> to the end of the, I want to read one verse of scripture because it, that's about all I got time for. And, and I want to go over our new campaign this year and I've written it in my Bible. This is what I, I challenged our people with. Uh, we're starting a new campaign. It's not a capital campaign to raise money to build a new building. It's a campaign uh, to build the uh, the kingdom, to build the family of God, to build our own faith. And the scripture tells us, uh, and I'll give you some homework, read the little letter of Jude. And it's, it's so rich and it applies to, to where we are today, almost like God had Jude write it for us this morning. Uh, it's that relevant. Um, and when we read uh, verse 20, it says, but you beloved building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. Now we're going to flesh this out more next week, but we need to be building ourselves up in our holy faith and we need to be uh, keeping ourselves in the love of God. And and what he says over here in verse, uh, let's see, verse 3. There's no, no chapters. It's just one chapter, so it's verse 3. Beloved, although I was very eager to write to you about our common salvation, I, find, I found it necessary to write appealing you to contend uh, for your faith. 
that was once for all delivered to the saints, contending for the faith. Uh, th- that means that there's a doing there. There, there is a, a living, a, a righteous and holy life and, and contending for our faith. We'll start there next week. It is 11-14, and we'll go through this new campaign that we're into that will, I believe, help us to flesh out the difference uh, between the extreme Calvinism and extreme Arminianism and stay out of those ditches and stay in the road of God's truth. Have a great day, and uh, join us again next week. Come and be with us Wednesday night and uh, this coming Sunday. We'd love to see you at Beulah. Amen. Have a great week.